I'm going to murder you when I catch you! Jack Frey ran as if all the demons in the world chased after him. His bare feet pounded the cobbled stone as he tried to keep up with his brother Brendan, two years older and that much quicker, but a gap soon opened between them. Behind him, the shouts grew closer. Stop! Thief! Thief! The wide avenue was full of traders and shoppers. Everyone turned to see what the commotion was about as the two boys raced past. A man half-heartedly reached out a hand to grab Jack's collar, but he dipped down, leaving the man grasping air. A horse reared up as Brendan zigzagged past, its red-faced rider shouting abuse as he struggled to keep the animal under control. A coal cart made its way across the pathway, blocking the brother's escape. Brendan jumped onto it and leaped to the ground on the other side while Jack scrambled beneath. He stole a cheeky backward glance and saw their pursuers clatter into the cart. The fat man, whose house they robbed, looked even unhappier behind his silly black moustache. Desperation filled his voice for one last plea. Someone stop them! Please stop them! Fat chance, fat man. Rich folks don't get involved. Too much trouble, too many chances of getting their hands dirty. In Jack's neck of the woods it was a different story. Someone would have a go. It wouldn't be out of goodwill, though. They'd want a reward, or nick whatever they'd stolen for themselves. They'd do anything for a penny in Brixteth. Because no one had anything. Everything was up for grabs. That's why he and his brother went over the river to Greyston. If you're going on the rob, you needed to be where the money was. There was no point stealing from the poor, after all. Up ahead, Brendan swung around a corner into an alley. Jack followed, plunging into the shallows between two stone houses, and slipped as he turned. The sack in his hand clanged against the ground as he rolled across the cobbles. Jack hoped nothing was dented. His brother would beat him if it were. He scrambled back to his feet and chased after Brendan, eager to get away. A wooden fence blocked off the far end of the alley. Brendan didn't hesitate. He jumped, caught the top of the fence, and pulled himself up. He straddled it, throwing a hand out towards Jack. Throw me this sack! Be quick! Jack hurled the sack at his brother with all his might, but he missed Brendan's fingers by inches. The bag fell to the ground. His brother didn't say anything. The glare was more than enough. Jack had let him down again. He could feel the burn on his cheeks as he picked up the sack. He swung again. Harder. This time Brendan caught the sack. See you at home, said Brendan. He winked at his brother before dropping to the ground on the other side of the fence. Brendan! Jack stood there ready for his brother to reappear and hoist him up. He knew Brendan was just teasing him. That he'd come back. He stared at the top of the fence, willing his brother to return, hoping it wasn't another one of his lessons in growing up. There he is! Jack spun around, his pursuers bundled into the alley, trapping him. We got you now, son! It's the hangman for you! panted the fat man, waddling into the alleyway. Sweat covered his face as he fought for breath, his beady eyes locked on Jack. His lackeys stood behind him, all laughing at Jack's plight. There wasn't any waiting for Brendan any more. Jack leaped. He snatched at the top of the fence, but his fingers caught only splinters. He felt very small as he fell back down. The fat man cracked his knuckles as he walked towards Jack, his lackeys on his heels. Jack's stomach lurched. He blinked away the forming tears. No way was he going to show that he was scared. 
Nowhere to run now, said the fat man. You aren't going anywhere except the magistrates. After I've beaten you to hell and back, not even a nostrus would want to eat you when I'm done. Jack looked around for some way to escape, a weapon to use, but the alley was empty. If this was Jack's neighbourhood, there'd be broken crates and piles of garbage to help him climb over the fence, or half the fence would be missing, taken for firewood. But in Greyston, there wasn't a crate to step on or even a stick to use as a club. Bloody rich people. Couldn't count on them for anything. He tried jumping once more, but the fence hadn't shrunk. The fat man grabbed him before he could try a third time and yanked him off his feet. The man's breath stunk of roasted onions as he pulled Jack closer, grinning all the while behind his silly moustache. Now where's my silver, you little runt? The man's face burned with self-righteous fury. I ain't got your stuff, said Jack, wriggling in the man's grasp. I didn't do nothing. He's the one who stole it, sir, said one of the other men, a doorman by the looks of him with his stiff collar and tailcoat. He whacked a truncheon into the palm of his hand. I saw him coming out of the window, sure as day follows night. The other two nodded in agreement. He's a liar, shouted Jack. He struggled, but there was no way to break the fat man's grip. The doorman jabbed the truncheon at him. You're the liar and a thief. His lordship will see you hung. The servant next to him looked only a few years older than Jack, but there was no help there. The third one, with mottled veins all over his beak, nose, smirked at Jack dangling in his boss's grasp. Jack didn't want to be hung. He knew that for certain. He grabbed the man's moustache, yanking hard. The fat man screamed as tufts of hair came away in Jack's hand and he released the boy. The doorman and the young man both lunged for Jack, but he skipped past, sprinting back towards the main street. The crowds consumed Jack. He ran, darting through people standing around talking about nothing important, pushing his way past servants trailing their masters. He cut left, then right, then left again. Horse-drawn carriages filled the avenue in both directions, but Jack didn't pause as he sprinted across the road and into the crowd on the opposite side. He lost himself amongst the press of bodies until he was sure he wasn't being chased any more. When he didn't recognise any faces around him or hear any cries of pursuit, he stopped. He stepped to one side, out of the crush, and felt his heart begin to slow down. He was free.